Hi, this is Jacob Ovadia. We'll be studying uh, the fourth chapter of Torah. And this chapter uh, speaks about teaching students and some of the protocols and decorum of the uh, classroom setting when teaching Torah. We do not teach, a person should not teach uh, the words of Torah unless he's teaching them to a student who has, who is fit and who has proper actions or actions that are indifferent. However, if an individual was going on the wrong path and his actions were not proper, if a person was not uh, fit to sit in the Bita Midrash, first we work on his actions and bring him back to the good path, and we check him and make sure that he, his actions are fit. Uh, for an individual who's ready to study Torah, and we check him, and only then uh, do, do we bring him into the Beit HaMidrash to teach him. And it's possible that just by the sequence of the Halachot, by Harambam having him Chot De'ot before Talmud Torah, he alluded to this idea, the fact that an individual must first behave properly, and only then can he study Torah. Amru Chachamim, Kol Hagun, the sages said that anyone who teaches to a student who is not fit to study, it's as if he threw, he threw a rock to the Merkulis. Now, in Masikhat Abu Dazara, uh, the Gemara tells us uh, that there was a Roman god by the name of Merkulis. And the way uh, to worship it was that the people who would worship would throw rocks at it. By the way, um, this Merkulis was the god of merchants and wealth. And the word Merkules in Spanish means Wednesday. Merkules, uh, Merkulis, almost the same thing. Like someone who has a stone in a sling, that's, it's as if, it's, it's a metaphor for an individual who gives honor to a fool and teaches Torah to an individual that, um, that isn't fit to study. In kavod, the only true honor uh, is Torah. It says in Sefer Mishle, the honor of sages, the sages will inherit honor. Similarly, a teacher who is not on the right path, similarly, a sage who, whose actions 
are not proper and he is not on the right path. Despite the fact that he's a great sage and the entire nation needs him, a person should not go and study from him until he is on the correct path in terms of actions. As it says, as the lips of a priest keep wise words and Torah, uh, people should ask from him as he is the angel or messenger of God. Amru Chachamim, im dome harav le malach Adonai tzivaot, Torah yevakeshu mipihu. The sages said, if, this, if the master is um, similar to a messenger of God, so then go and ask and request Torah from him. However, if not, do not go and, and study from this individual. In the comparison to Imal'ach, uh, it's implied that Haramban is referring to um, proper actions and doing what the Torah instructed in terms of behavior. Now we're going to talk a little bit about the protocols in classroom setting uh, when studying Torah. And this was the protocol for, um, for hundreds and thousands of years, dating back from the times of the Mishnah and the Talmud. What is the proper way how should a person teach? Harav Yoshev Barosh, Batalmidim Lefanav, Mukafim Atara. The master teacher sits at the front, and the students are in front of him, sitting all around him, sitting encircling him. And Atara is a crown, so in a circular way. Sitting Everyone was sitting around him so that everyone can see the teacher and listen to what he says. And the teacher should not sit uh, on a chair and the student sitting on the floor. Rather, everyone should either be sitting on the floor or everyone should be sitting uh, on chairs. And it's a little bit uh, indicative of the fact that um, in order for students to be receptive to the teacher, in order for the teacher to teach in a proper way, there should be a type of horizontality to the method of teaching. And not having uh, the student on a categorically lower level than the teacher, or having the teacher on a categorically, categorical uh, higher level than the student. Rather, everyone should be on the same plane. Uh, and it's representative of the fact that Harambam is teaching us that the student, should all, the student and teacher should all be either on the floor or sitting on chairs. However, originally, initially, the teacher would sit and the students would stand, obviously, out of respect. However, a little bit before the destruction of the Second Temple, uh, it became, a, it became uh, a practice that everyone, uh, that everyone would uh, teach the students 
and the students would be sitting as well. If the teacher would teach from his own mouth directly to the students, then he would teach. However, if he would teach, uh, and there would be a translator assisting him. Now, this translator uh, would not be from language to language. Rather, the teacher would say uh, a sentence or say a few thoughts to the translate to the this miturgeman and then the miturgeman would repeat it exactly how he heard it and we're going to see that in the next couple of halachot read it exactly how he heard it and it would be uh, just to um, have the just for uh, as a projection for the teacher because the teacher would not want to raise his voice too much and the translator miturgeman would Teach it and say it to the students is exactly how we heard it. Hametargem omed beno venatalmidim, bearav omed metargem, bearmetargem mashmia, the kolatalmidim. And if the teacher was teaching uh, with the assistance of a trans of a metargem, the metargem would stand between him and between the students. The teacher would tell whatever he wanted to the metargem, and then the metargem would say it out loud to all of the students. And if they ask, the students ask the question, they would typically ask it to the metargem, the metargem would ask the teacher, the teacher would answer back to the metargem, and the metargem would say the answer to the rest of, to the person asking. A teacher should not raise his voice higher than the voice of the metargem, uh, and the metargem should not raise his voice higher than the teacher when when he asks the teacher. He should not raise his voice higher than the teacher. Again. It's to uh, keep a proper decorum uh, in the Beit HaMidrash and proper respect for the Torah. A Mitargem is not allowed to change, to add or subtract rather, or change anything that the that his master, his teacher said, it must be verbatim, and the exact words that the teacher said must be transmitted to the students. Unless the meturgeman was the son of a sage or the sage's teacher. Unless the rather the Meturgeman was the father of the teacher, or the sage of the teacher, or the um, master of the teacher. Amar Harav Meturgeman, Kah Amar Li Rabbi, or Kah Amar Li Abamare. If the teacher told the Meturgeman, so and so said my master, or so and so said my father, my teacher, 
כשאומר התורגמן הדברים לעם, אומרן בשם החכם, ומזכיר שמו של אבי הרב או של רבו. מתורגמן, when he would say this to the, nation, to the rest of the people, he would say it in the name of that sage, and he would say the name of the father of the teacher or his teacher. Because typically it would not be proper to call the sage or an individual's father by their name. It's actually prohibited according to Halakha. We're going to see those in Halakha Mamrim and in the continuation of Halakha Mutura. אומנם בשם החכם הוא מזכיר שמו של אבי הרב או של הרבו, מתורגמן says their name. ואומר כך אמר רבנה פלוני, this is what רבי אקס said. אף על פי שלא הזכיר החכם שמו, שאסור לו לקרוא את רבו או לאביו בשמו. אז it is, even though the teacher did not mention the name explicitly, as it is prohibited for the master or for a son to call their teacher or their father by their name. Halachavav. Harav shelimed velohevinu ha-talmidim lo-yich-osa alehem ve-yirgaz. The teacher that taught his students, but the students didn't understand. He should not get angry or get upset or agitated. Ella, chozer ve-shoneh ha-davar afilu kama pe'amim. Rather, he should repeat the subject or the topic or whatever the students are having difficulty multiple times. Until they realize the depth of the halakha, of the law. Similarly, a student should not say, I understood, unless he truly understood. If he didn't understand, he should repeat and ask multiple times. However, if, if the teacher got agitated at the student and got angry, he should tell his teacher, teacher, master, it is Torah and I must learn it and my intellect is limited and I didn't understand what you said. לא יהיה התלמיד בוש מחברה שלמדו מפעם ראשונה או שנייה. A student should not be embarrassed from his friends or his colleagues that learned after once or twice, or one time of teaching or twice, two times of teaching. והוא לא למד אלא אחר כמה פעמים. And he uh, only learned uh, after multiple times of the teacher repeating. שאם נתבייש מדבר זה, because if he... is embarrassed from this. This individual is walking in and out of the study hall, of the Bet Midrash, uh, and he isn't learning anything. As a result, therefore, the, the early sages said, the student who is, shy or embarrassed, does not really learn and does not get really gain any substance. Because if he doesn't understand something, he'll never ask. And not the individual who is agitated, uh, a true teacher. Because if he gets agitated after one of his students doesn't understand something once or twice, 
you really won't be able to give over the um, the Torah in a proper way. When is this said that a teacher should not get upset uh, at the students or repeat it multiple times in a situation that the students didn't understand the subject at hand because of its depth or because of their limited intellect? However, if it occurred to the teacher that the students are lazy in the words of Torah and are weak, and the words of Torah are weak on them, and that's the reason why they didn't understand what he taught them, he must uh, get upset over them and to, um, to rebuke them in order to sharpen them. And on this specifically the sages taught, throw reverence onto the students in order for them to revere the teacher and the Torah that he is teaching them. Therefore, it is not proper for a teacher to have a joking mindset in, the, in front of the students. And not to joke around in front of them, to clown around. And not to eat or drink with them. In order for the students to have reverence towards him. And they'll learn from him quickly. When an individual has students and he is with them in a setting that he is joking around and he's not serious, uh, the students won't take him seriously when he's trying to teach them Torah. So Chachamim wanted to take the utmost measures in order for the students to be receptive to their teacher, in order for the teacher not to um, have a bad impression in front of the students. Halakha Yod. We don't, it's not proper for someone to ask uh, his master something at the moment that he steps into the study hall. Until he sits, gets settled, and his mind is rested upon him. And the student shouldn't ask the moment he uh, enters the study hall. Until he sits and until he rests. And two students should not ask uh, regarding in regards to one topic. And it's not proper to ask uh, the teacher on a different random topic. Rather, a person should ask in regards to a topic that is at hand that the teacher is teaching in order for him not to be embarrassed, in order for the teacher not to be embarrassed. And because just because uh, that we do have extremely high regard for our teachers and our masters, if uh, it's possible that a teacher uh, hasn't looked at a certain topic or material 
in a long time, and uh, he might get embarrassed when a student asks him about a very specific uh, and detailed question, and the teacher may not uh, have the uh, may not um, know the answer to the question. And the teacher reserves the right to confuse the students uh, with their with questions and with different things that he does before them. In order to sharpen them, in order for him to know that they absorb the information that he taught them, or if they don't remember what he taught them. Additionally, the teacher reserves the right to uh, ask um, the students about different topics that they're not that in addition to the topic that is not that isn't at hand, in order to um, keep the students on their toes and to teach them to remember everything that he taught them. It's not proper to ask a question uh, standing up. And it's not proper to answer standing up. And not from if one of the parties are on a platform or higher than the other. And the person shouldn't ask from a distance. And not from behind the elders. And it's not, we don't ask the teacher except for um, a certain topic. And we don't, if the person is approaching a teacher, you shouldn't ask uh, in regards to three or four different topics. Rather, you should ask in regard, you should only ask about one subject or one topic. And the student should only ask uh, if it's coming from a place of reverence. He should revere his teacher. And he should not ask about a specific subject more than three detailed questions or laws. There are two students that asked two different questions. One student asked in regards to the topic that was at hand, and one student asked in regards to a topic that was not the subject that was at hand or that students and the teacher were dealing with. This teacher answers the first student who asked about the subject at hand. If there was this, if the two students again, one student asked in regards to a practical application of law, and one student asked in regards to a theory of law. The teacher answers the question of practical application of the law. Halakha umidrash a law or concrete law and a 
story or a teaching, the teacher answers the concrete law. Midrash Behagada, a One second. If we're talking in regards to, if one student asks in regards to homiletics, and one student asks in regards to legend or agada, agada and agada are the same thing. midrash, the teacher first, the teacher answers the homiletic question. Hagadavikalvahomer, a legend or a Kalvahomer. And Kalvahomer is one of the 13 uh, ways uh, the Chachamim would um, teach and would extract something from the Torah in order to teach it to Rashabalpeh. Kalvahomer, an example of Kalvahomer, uh, would be um, the prohibition. Of having relations with a individual's daughter, as the Torah only prohibited uh, the relations with the a granddaughter. So the Chachamim taught through Kalvahomer, just as uh, an individual is prohibited from having relations with his granddaughter, so too, obviously, how much more so with his daughter. Biskakin la Kalvahomer. So. It, this teacher should um, answer the question of the Kalvahomer first. If there was a question of a Kalvahomer or a Gezerashava, the teacher should answer the Kalvahomer first. Gezerashava is another method of, um, of the hermeneutics. And an example of Gezerashava is the application of one law to another, of a certain of a certain element of one law to another uh, law based on the same word. So for example, in Masahit Kiddushin, uh, the sages taught that um, an individual can uh, marry a woman um, by giving her money, by acquiring her, because the Pasuk says, Ki kach ish isha, and there, the word yikah was also used when Abraham acquired uh, the field from Hebron. As it says, Kesef kah with Ephron. So because both words were used, uh, both with acquiring a wife and acquiring a land with money. So an individual can acquire a woman with money. And in the case that a Two students asked about a Kalva Homer and a Gezer Shava. The Kalva Homer is answered first. And the theme of this halakha was that the priorities are the most concrete to the least concrete. And we stick to the most concrete uh, topic at hand. Halakha Yod Gimel. Hayusho Alin Echad Chacham Echad Talmid is Kakin Echacham. If the two teach, if the two question, if the two people asking questions, one was a sage and one was a student, answer the sage. Tamid al-am ha'aretz, a student 
and an uneducated person, the, the, the student should be answered first. If there were, both were sages or both were students or both were uneducated and both asked two questions of law or two different questions, two rather two questions or two answers or two practical application questions, the choice is in the hand of the metargem and he chooses who the teacher answers first. It is improper to, the person is prohibited from sleeping in the study hall. And anyone who dozes off in the Bet Midrash, his wisdom is made into tears. As Shalomo said with his great wisdom, Drowsiness clothes someone with rags. And the person should not converse in the Bet Midrash unless it is uh, the words of Torah, solely the words of Torah. And even if a person sneezes, it's prohibited to say, bless you, in the Bet Midrash. How much more so for other uh, different things that um, a person would say. Uh, if we don't say, bless you, to an individual, obviously we shouldn't be saying other things. And the sanctity, the distinctiveness uh, in the study hall is more than uh, that of a, a Bet Knesset or a synagogue. Because the Bet in the Bet Midrash, uh, the words of Torah are being taught. And Torah, as we learned in the previous chapter, is weighed in contrast to all of the other mitzvot.